everybody. This is 4am Get Ups with your host Benny. Today is Saturday, September 18th and it's 5.34 in the morning. Good morning, good morning. Just gonna make some cowboy coffee here on the stove as we get started. I think last time left off, it has been a while. Trip is done, I'm recovered from it. I miss it, but uh, there's a lot of traveling. I think we left off in Utah, was at Zion National Park during the last podcast. So we'll pick up from there. From there, we drove to the place I've been waiting for probably the most at least tied with Grand Canyon, if not more. And I know it's Grand Canyon. How could you want to go to a national park more than Grand Canyon or Yellowstone or something like that? Well, if anybody's watched running videos specifically, because that's what this trip was for, mainly, right? Like a running bucket list. If you've seen running videos in Bryce, wow. And I tell you, it lived up. To, wow. Everything co-aligned. Got there. It was nice and cool. I mean, we were 102, 103 when we got to Zion, I think. Then thankfully the sun set behind the canyon walls, started to cool off. Some breeze picked up a little bit at times. So it was definitely cool enough at, uh, at night. And then the next morning when I did the run in Zion, it was a little breezy too so that stayed nice and cool until we left but when we got to Bryce it was like hoodie weather maybe hoodie and pants if I can remember only downside they had an E. coli infection in the water so didn't use any of the water for you know obviously didn't fill any water balls or anything and didn't even use it for washing hands or anything like that had to use our Stowaway water, which I always kept just for times like this when you can't use water. And they don't have showers at that campground either, uh, which was fine. I showered later, but uh, the campsite was very spacious, open with some nice big pine trees everywhere. And it got cold that night. I mean, it went to like, I think, under 50 degrees at one point. And we're talking. August. This was unreal. I mean, just like Grand Canyon, it got chilly at night too. This was amazing. And so it was still like 50 when I woke up, maybe 55 when I started. And I got to see like all the little things in this run. So what I did, there's a rim trail there too. I ran that up to the Fairyland Loop, which goes down into the canyon up, around, down, and back up to the rim trail. Take that back, and then did the famous Navajo loop, which is only like a mile and a half, but it goes like uh, switchbacks, that's the word. <laughs> so steep switchbacks all the way down, then you loop around a little bit, and then switchbacks back up. And they are, I mean, one of them is called Wall Street, so you're basically just going... It's like a switchbacking down a wall. It was so cool, like echoey and everything. In fact, I was the only runner there. Everybody else was kind of hiking. 
so I came through and people were saying, hey, how is it? Here comes a runner. And, and one even woman made a race car noise as I went by. <laughs> I ran by. She goes, Neow. So that was kind of cool. But the ferry land through. And in the morning, even on the rim trail, um, it was unreal. The people were getting ready for the sunrise at the sunrise point. And... So there's couples there hugging and waiting. There's people getting their phones ready for the selfie and videos and whatnot. Um, I just ran past them all because I knew I was going to be able to see it anyways. Along the rim trail, I had the view, right? And so then I got about a mile past those points and stopped and took a picture when the sun rose. It was still a great angle from where I was. So maybe the sunrise point itself has like the best angle, but where I was, it was still awesome. And then you go and the trail kind of takes it off away from the edge. And so now you're in this like brush. So it's all lush and green brush with some pine trees. And then you come back into the edge of the canyon and then it starts to drop down when you hit where the fairyland loop starts. And I'm gonna put the coffee in here. So then it drops down and that was just what I was waiting for. What I've seen in those videos, it, uh, it's like nice, wide, dry trails. It's like that dusty gravel, you know, and it's all like brownish red, maybe some orange tones in there too. And then just zigzags. So it's, it's just made for runners. You just fly down it. So cool. And it's like 55 degrees. It's sunny. I had my pack on. It was just, oh my goodness. Get down to the bottom. Now you're going along kind of like dry river bed. And it climbs up again, goes down, climbs up again. And then I got to the main point where I saw this. This scared my wife a little bit. Cause I was like, don't worry. It's not as narrow as it looks it's just the camera it's not as steep as it looks and it was it was true like there's a, there's one point where you come up and then you stop and you look and the trail goes kind of like the, on the, along this ridge so it goes drops off on both sides but um it's not like scary you're not gonna like if you step to the right a foot or something you're gonna fall it's not like that at all but that's I call it like the roller coaster section. I was so tempted to run back and then do it again. Uh, and it went on for, I think, at least like two miles. It just goes along this ridge, comes down, comes back up along the edge, goes down, goes trails back up again, and then goes down. But the downs are long. The ups aren't that long. And they don't go up very high. So you can still run it all. Take you out. takes you uh, breath away a few times if the view doesn't. Uh, the inclines will just a little bit, but it's hard to describe how beautiful it was and how fun those trails were. Gosh. But you're going along, and so it's just trail, and it goes down on both sides, and then you can see the hoodoos, right? Um, all those rock formations with all of the erosion showing, and then you're going around, and you're along everything. You're in all the colors. You can see the sparse pine trees below. 
you can see off in the distance the rim of the canyon again you look over to the left at one point and you can see way down sunrise point where you came from just it's awesome and two so that loop the fairyland loop portions like eight miles i didn't see a single person until i started climbing back up so the last mile or two and then i started seeing the morning hikers you know pass by like maybe three or four small groups um other than that it was uh just me just me and nature just me and god so beautiful and i dropped to last week's episode verse uh first john 2 15 through 17 right remember that one on this trip but yeah fairy bryce canyon if you ever get the chance go and i'll tell you if you ever get the chance to go to bryce please drop me an email i will give you a route to drive after if you're not driving you know back to salt lake city or vegas or something to fly home if you're going to go further explore Utah or go over to the desert side, Moab, and go see Arches. I took a back road just saying, hey, let's take this route. Literally from Bryce. Like you you, 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 you leave the National Park, you go through the Bryce Canyon City, which is very small. And they're building this new huge roundabout. You, and the roundabout has like three directions to choose from. You can go around, go left, back to where you came from. At least the way I came in from the west, or you can go up north, or you can go east. So I chose up north. I had looked the day before on maps, and I was like, we can get to Moab. That's where we're going next. Let's go this way. Be prepared. Have a full tank of gas. But it's so worth it. You're driving on essentially open country roads in between ranches, and there's nothing. Like, it's... We didn't see a gas station for three and a half hours. But it was some of the most beautiful landscape I've ever seen in this entire country. The roads are in pretty good shape. And it's Utah, so it's wide open. You can fly. <laughs> but, um, I mean, gosh, the landscape, it changed so much. So already at like 8,000 feet. Then you climb even more. I think we got to like... I want to say over 9,000 feet at one point and it just goes up and it's like rolling green mountains with trees, not like covered pine trees like Colorado, but still, and then you'll see a house, some ranch house or something. You'll drive for half an hour, then maybe see the next house. So it is some definitely out there living, but beautiful. And what I recommend too stir the coffee here is taking that route and it drops you off you take a couple turns it drops you off on i-70 you can then you can take i-70 east over to moab and i think we had maybe an hour on i-70 if that but and then there's i think at 190 you take down from 70 to get to moab but landscape change so you're you're up up you get to the highest peak and then i comes around and there's this overlook and i was wondering i was like we've been driving two two and a half hours it can't just suddenly appear all the red desert right i'm in these mountains when's it gonna happen and so sure enough 
you pull off and I had to get out and look because you're like at the top of this mountain. There's this curve to the left. I pull out and I look east and then lo and behold, it's like not straight down. It kind of goes down as the, as you're looking at the horizon, but the landscape just goes down and then there it is. Desert, red, mesas, rock and everything all off in the distance. And it's just like, wow, another breathtaking landscape change. So you get in the car and then it's like just down, 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 down. You're almost getting a headache. You're going down in elevation so fast. But, and then it was like being in a different state, let alone different world. Because you get on I-70, you start going, then there it is. Yeah, you're just, boom, in the desert. Unreal. And so Moab was cool. Cute little town to visit. Go to Arches National Park. Saw it at night, which was really cool. The shadows of some of those rock formations and the stars that you can see. Then go again in the day. And I noticed... I noticed something in the day when we saw it and we're driving through and I was like, I've seen these places before. Wait a minute. Yes, Indiana Jones. <laughs> you can see some of the exact scenes in the opening of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where it shows the young Indiana Jones when he's a teen. And he's trying to get that uh, uh, cross jewelry or necklace from that guy. So that was really cool to be in some of the exact spots there. It was like 106, 107, or no, probably almost 110 in Moab when we got there. So we switched from tent camping to, to a small cabin with AC because, yeah, three of us, little kid, couldn't uh, deal with it that much. But um, then from there, went down to the Four Corners spot, which is cool because... I did a little run around the Four Corners Monument, so I got to run in four states at once. Not many people can say they've done that, <laughs> but sure enough, you go on Strava when you load it, and there's like hundreds of people that have done it before, because, I mean, if you're going to pass by it and you're a runner, it's your only chance, right? It's like a quarter mile, you just run around the monument, and uh, there you go, but that was that was cool, running four states at once. Then went over to Colorado, and uh, Telluride. Telluride, Colorado. Yes, just as beautiful as it um, looks. Amazing as everybody ever says. Way too expensive to stay there, of course. That's why we had to plan differently. But the cool thing is there's a gondola that you can take. There's a little town called Mountain Village before you come around and go down the mountain and then in to where Telluride is. It's about 20 minutes before Telluride. So you get off there. There's free parking at like this golf course resort. Then there's a gondola that goes up and over the mountain and drops you off in downtown Telluride. And it's free. So if you're just going to spend the day or whatnot, because um, parking is limited in Telluride too, and it's really crowded for cars, I'd recommend doing that. It's really cool. It's a free way to see the mountains and the view all around. And if you want to do what I did if you're a runner, before, at the last stop before we go down, I got off, and family kept going, and then I ran the trail down. So there was a Telluride ski trail, and it's all open and rocky because it's summer now. And I just f fly down that. It's about two and a two point eight to maybe three miles, roughly, coming down. And I had to hold my phone just 
my wife wanted me to have the phone in case I fall and get hurt or what have you. So, okay. So I had to be a little careful. Didn't have a pack or anything. It was literally just in my hand while I was flying down the trail. So be a little careful there. And then there's some parts where it's like really, really steep. So you can't just like put it in neutral and go. You got to like actually, you know, hurt the knees and put on some brakes. Uh, but as, any, as anybody would imagine what it's like running down a ski trail, it's uh, very steep, very fast. And you got to think right now, where's your, where are your feet going to go? Where are your feet going to go? Looking 20 feet down, where's your next step going to be? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, but really cool, really fast. Uh, and, and then in fact, when I did it, that was another huge Strava segment that a bunch of people have done. And it was kind of cool. When I finished at that time, there were 196 people that had done that segment on Strava. And I was ninth. So I got a top 10 finish on, on a Strava segment. That was pretty cool. A popular one too at that. And if I didn't have my phone, maybe I itched towards a top five or something. But um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. And Telluride was beautiful. We just stayed there, had some coffee, walked around. There was all kinds of stuff going on, of course. And then we drove up to Colorado Springs and stayed with a friend for a couple nights. It was nice to refresh to get an actual bed. Um, because when you're sleeping on, you know, air mattresses and sleeping bags for a week in a row, that can get a little old. But we did it. And my family was a trooper in traveling, so... I'll tell you. I'm going to pour this coffee in my brand new Wyoming coffee cup. It's just really become one of my favorites now. It's actually very, very cool looking. I got it at Devil's Tower, which is another spot that I ran in. Yeah, I did Devil's Tower. Up in that northeast corner of Wyoming, and that went up. I take one trail, it went up around the outside, then you go up closer around the actual tower, and then I came back. And there's one little section, what was it called, the Red Beds Trail or something? And then there's one section which you can really see why, because it's like, again, that red dirt, and it reminded me of being back in Bryce, so that was really cool. Um, and then from there, on the way home, started off the last national park we saw was Badlands. And you know, you're thinking South Dakota, you're thinking Badlands, okay, yeah, it's gonna be maybe kind of pretty, but there's gonna be a lot of nothing. Um, it was almost like a mini canyon. There's all this eroded away, like little peaks. And the one trail I took, I only got to run maybe yeah, only one mile, half out, half mile out, half mile back for the sake of time. We just kind of snuck it in. The day was already ending. Snuck it in after Devil's Tower before we spent the night in South Dakota. But you got to run all like right up in it. So I'm running like right through. And it's so cool because better have some trail experience and go out there. One, it was really, really, really windy. But two, you go and it pops up and you're like, in prairie dog land and you're going and it's just grass there's trail in the middle and you're just up high on the grass then it drops back down and you're like in all these little dry peaks well there's no real signs or anything all they had was like these little metal stakes really thin narrow tall metal stakes uh in the ground to mark where the trails are so you're going and especially if you're running you see that and then quickly make up your mind where you're going to turn because there's no like 
actual marking of the trail in those other lower areas. So you can kind of just get lost if, if you wanted to, or even on accident. But thankfully, I've had some hiking experience most of my life. So I knew what those markers meant as soon as I saw them. Uh, that was pretty cool, though. Really fast, really fun trail. Very, very windy, though, so not that fast going against the wind, i tell you that. This coffee cooled off too fast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I know I may have rambled on. I hope I didn't talk about all of it too quickly. But it was beautiful. If I had to sum up the trip, the whole trip in one word, it would be Utah. That's now one of my favorite new states because the landscape changes so much. It's like a runner's paradise out there. I can't wait to, if I ever get the chance to visit in the winter or around winter when there's still some snow around and see the difference there. It is beautiful. So I'm very grateful to be able to do this trip. I hope some of this, the explanations and the descriptions I gave in these two podcasts about this trip, encourage you to get out there and explore on your own, whether it's your own cross-country trip, wherever country you are, or... Even in you out in your own backyard, go to some state park or national park or something near you that you never went to. Explore a trail you've never been to. Because trail running, the, yes, those races kind of have their own little world and everything, and the community is a little different than doing road running. It's nice just to be out there, though. That's what I loved the most. That's what got me into it was you get out there and you run for miles sometimes and don't even see a person. So always be prepared, right? Know how far you're going. Plan your route out. Tell people where you're going in case, uh, you know, you get tripped up and there's some bad things that happen or bad weather or run out of nutrition and stuff. So be smart about it, but get out there. It's fun. So I'm going to finish my coffee here and then going out for a track workout. I have another 5k next Saturday. I heard it's hilly, but we'll see. Not many people in it. It's just a little small, small one, kind of local, maybe a half hour away. We'll see how that goes. A nice track workout that I tried. found off YouTube, a prior Olympian. I forget her name, but it was so, said to be pretty good for 5k's and I'm not in like PR 5k shape right now, but I thought I'd drop in. One of my friends said he's going to do it and said, will you go too? And I said, yeah, sure. So we're going to do this race together. Uh, but this track workout's cool. You're supposed to do warm up, of course. Then you run 1600 meters. So four laps on the track at 5k pace, like 5k PR pace, race pace for you. And then... You do three laps 
at 5k pace and two laps at 5k pace all you have like a couple minute rest in between right and the last one you do one lap but you do it at mile pr pace so whatever your fast mile pace is you do one lap there and then you do four 200s with um at, at that same mile pace and then after that it's a cool down so that workout in itself right there is like comes out to about three miles and then of course you can make it five if you have your if you include a mile warm-up and a mile cool down so that's pretty cool i'm gonna did it once it's tougher than i thought because i'm like okay yeah i can run a mile at 5k pace easy well you do that and then it's like okay three more laps and you finish that and it's like okay two more laps you're telling yourself by the then you're thinking oh thank, thank goodness this is one lap less than the uh rep before was because the easiest part was you know the 200s at the end because it's like okay i can burn out and i only have to go half a lap and i can rest again but i didn't think it was going to be as hard as it was and it was and so it, it gets to you a little bit instead of just doing 400 repeats for three miles or something you know it uh changes it up on you which is pretty cool so maybe it'll help in the race i don't know i'm gonna do it today maybe mid next week and uh and see what happens and i bought a new squat and bench rack for my gym in the garage so the 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 lowe's wood ones that i cut and pour concrete in the buckets I'm gonna retire those. Had saved up money, so I got a nice, another adjustable, uh, more sturdy squat and bench rack now. Try that out in the morning or t today after the track workout. And what else is going on? Not too much. Glad to be back. Glad to be podcasting again. Sorry for the gap in between these two for this for this uh, trip, but yeah, I got a new. I set up a new email. I'm not much of a social media guy, but I set up a new email uh, for this podcast. Narrowtrails at protonmail.com narrow trails at protonmail.com so anybody wants to ever drop me a line a suggestion for a topic you may want to have me cover you want to be on the podcast i could interview you anything i just got questions questions more questions about the trip the route i chose places recommendations etc anything let me know and i'd be glad to help out Love to hear from y'all. Stay hard, everybody. Have a good one.